Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to challenge myself because I only have 24% left on my computer to record this. (laughs) And so I'm going to make this as short of a podcast as I can so that my computer does not go dead. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about some things that I've really learned that really helped me grow as a coach. I don't want to say become a better coach because I don't think there's like any better or worse, but definitely more confident of a coach um, and definitely help my clients really, really get results and continuously resign with me. Um, one of the best things I'm good at, that's not a sentence, you know what I'm saying. Something I'm really, really good at is um, I keep clients for a very, very long time. All of my programs are six months, which yes, it does lock the client in for six months. Um, but even past that, my clients typically resign. As a health coach, I would always have clients resign. Some clients have even worked with me for years and years and years, um, six, seven years. And I want to talk to you guys and teach you a little bit about why that happens and things that I've noticed that really help my client uh, retention rates um, and that really help. Sorry, I kind of knocked over my podcast um, or the recording thing, but um, really help clients stay with me. And that helps revenue. That helps um, any sort of KPIs that you might be. Um, tracking in terms of client retention Um, and just help your numbers overall. You won't constantly have to search for new clients. You won't constantly have to launch, look for more leads. For example, for my one-on-one coaching right now, like I don't even launch. People just come to me. I get referrals. People resign. People come out of my group coaching and come into one-on-one. Clients come back after they've taken a few months off of not working with me. Like I don't really put too much emphasis on my launching clients kind of just come and that's because I have a really really strong um client retention rate and I kind of always did so that's what I want to talk to you guys about today because I think it's such an important topic um and with that being said let's get into it oh one one other thing that I wanted to kind of brag about but we had about a 66 percent conversion rate from the last rise and thrive group coaching cohort to my now rise and thrive mastermind. So, um, this mastermind is for people who have done my rise and thrive group coaching program or who are already making a few thousand dollars a month in their business and are really, really looking to grow past those initial stages, build out more of a product suite, build out more of, um, you know, a consistent business rather than just like launching once or twice, really looking at the big picture here. 
Um, so that's something I'm really fucking proud about. A lot of group programs that I've been a part of, a lot of business coaches that I've seen and have worked with, um, I don't see a strong retention rate. Maybe like one or two clients, but we had a 66% conversion rate. That is fucking epic. And I was so happy, so proud of that. That also means that the Rise and Thrive group coaching program is fucking epic and um, that the container is really, really doing its job in keeping people in business, starting them up, getting them excited, have them continuously invest. They're making money in their business so they can invest. And uh, it's just so beautiful. Anyway, okay, so let's get into some stuff. One of the main things that I do as a coach in general, which also a lot of business coaches disagree with me about, is I'm constantly, not constantly, but like kind of constantly looking for other ways to expand my product suite until I'm capped out, until I can serve clients at all different levels. So here's what I mean. As a business coach, I first started out with just one-on-one clients. Then I built out a a group program. Then I built out just a smaller group, a smaller group coaching program for a different type of ideal client. It's kind of like a little mastermind. They were having some traction in their business. They have been in the game for a little bit. And as a group and a mastermind, like you all feed off of each other rather than in just a group where maybe you might just be learning. Like if you're just starting out in business, it's really difficult for you to have something to contribute to other people in business because it's your first time, right? So a mastermind is more of a master mind, like minds coming together and really bringing each other up and really teaching each other, learning off each other, vibing off of each other, et cetera, et cetera. So that was my next kind of group. And then from there, I created the do-it-yourself course. Now I'm doing another mastermind, serving just specifically the people in my Rise and Thrive group coaching program that just finished, right? So I have a few different products that serve clients at all different levels. If you just want content help, you go to my content to sales blueprint. There you will also learn how to... um, how to build out a program and we talk a little bit about sales and launching. Um, if you want individual help, you get my one-on-one. Typically I don't work with like newbies for one-on-one unless they're like epic, epic students and like are ready to fucking go full force. I don't really work with people who are not full-time in their business um, and so on. So I'm constantly looking, reflecting, reassessing, seeing what's working, seeing what's not working, seeing what my clients need right? And that's what keeps clients with me for a prolonged period of time, right? I have product, obviously clients are going to outgrow me and I outgrow coaches, but at the end of the day, if you have multiple products supporting them, then they will continuously purchase. They will continuously stay in your product suite. They will continuously come back to you. As a health coach, I had a group program that I launched first. Then I went down to one-on-one. And then I went into a membership. And then I did uh, um, intensives and stuff like that. So I had multiple products to support clients. And they stayed within my product suite. Some even stayed with me for the entire year that I was a health coach, which is fucking epic. They were like my first client and then kept staying with me. And I had multiple clients do that. So when you can look at your clients and you can reassess what they need after your program or what they need during your program and continuously create and really give them what they need, really look at them and say, okay, this is what you're getting right now. And I know it's not in your contract, but like you can still get so much more from me if you come on to here. 
right? So with my one-on-one health coaching clients, I would bring them into my membership automatically. I would give them access to my nutrition membership and I would give them recipes and meal prep access. And so that when they finish their one-on-one program, they would either continue going with one-on-one or a lower priced one-on-one, or they would um, go into my membership or end, they would go into my membership, right? So I don't just have one product and then you're done with me. I have multiple products so that if you like my coaching, if you're vibing with me, you have multiple ways to work with me. And that's also how I hit consistent 10K months. It's how I'm scaling to 20, 30, 40. This month is going to be a 60K cash month. So that's how I do it because I have multiple products. And so yes, focus on one thing and make sure that it's really fucking good and build it up and get known for that product. And once your clients finish that program, have something that they can also do afterwards. And that's, that's the key here is that so your clients aren't like, okay, well bye then. And then they go coach hopping, which is like jumping from one coach to the next. And then they don't see results because you can't do that. Everybody has a different method and you're just going to get lost and confused and annoyed and overwhelmed. Right? So even if you're, you aren't launching it like hundred percent, make sure that you have something for after your clients finish your one program. And then whether it's a lower price product or a higher price product, whatever it is, just make sure that it meets the demand of their need for support, right? If I didn't have this flirt, uh, this rise and thrive, that's not my program, rise and thrive mastermind, my people, my clients finishing the rise and thrive group coaching program, would have just left there's nothing else for them and they're not ready for like a very, very high ticket one-on-one. And that's a really big gap missing in the coaching industry. Um, so yes, that's number one, make sure you have (laughs) different products to support your clients after they finish one thing so that you can help them through their journey. Let them know when signing on with you, when coming into your program, that they will probably still need work after the three months, after the six months, don't sell them that your one, that the one contract that they have with you is going to be the be all end all, because then they feel so pressured to get results within those two months. And then if they don't get those two months results in two months, they feel like they can't invest again because they failed and now they just have to go back and do all of the things that they didn't do when they actually were part of your program or you know part of a one-on-one program with you or whatever it is so make sure you have something after that and do not set up the expectation that everything's going to be fixed in three fucking months if you're coming on to my next rise and thrive group coaching cohort Yes, you will have the foundation. Yes, you will learn marketing, sales, how to connect with your ideal clients, how to leverage social media. We're going to be growing an email list. You'll have your freebie done. You'll have systems built out, blah, blah, blah. But there's still so much more. Still so much more. And I always tell people, you guys know what I feel about... um, uh, investments. Like I never stop investing. I never recommend anybody to stop investing ever, 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 even if you don't have the money, because then you just stop growing and not growing is the way you're going to stay in the same place. And if that's not something you want, you get to change that. Granted, I have worked with clients where after our one-on-one sessions, they, uh, or contract, they were going to be making 200 K for the year, 250 K for the year. And I was like, Hey, do you want to scale past this? Or do you, are you like fine with this? She was like, no, I'm just fine. Okay, beautiful. So then you actually don't need anything else. And if you want to come back, we can do a one-off session. We can do, um, you know, we can do, we can figure it out. We can figure out what meets your needs. I don't want to have you every single week for an hour. And in my Voxer, if that's not something you need, 
right? So cater it towards clients when you feel appropriate rather than just having, okay, this is the only program I have and that's it. Because what happens if a client doesn't need that, right? And make sure you're not burning yourself out. Make sure you're not overwhelming yourself. Make sure you're not bending things just to sell a client. Like, don't do that either. Don't take what I'm saying and bend that. (laughs) Do it when you feel it's appropriate. If that client still needs help, but the program afterwards is not something that they necessarily need, then see where you can meet them in the middle, okay? Another thing is in order to really increase your client retention rates, and gain more income in your business and have to launch less and all those beautiful things, increase people's awareness around their habits and educate them. This is something I talked about in one of my previous podcasts. Um, Make sure, I think it was confidence as a coach, but make sure that you increase your client's awareness around their habits and educate them. Educate them so they keep coming back so they want more education. So they can actually make the changes. Without education, they will not actually learn and they will not actually implement. And if they don't implement, they're not going to stay, right? And they're constantly going to feel like a failure, all of those things. Make sure you're not just giving them a list of do's and don'ts. Make sure if you say something, teach them why. As a health coach or rather as a personal trainer, I used to look at this one um, trainer who I used to rent space from in his gym. He actually also became a business coaching client for a while. Um, I used to look at him and be like, why are you teaching your clients things? Like they just want to come in. They want to have them like you tell them what to do, give them what to do, tell them when to breathe, tell them where to raise their arm, what to focus on and fucking leave. Like they don't care. And guess what? People do care. Not everybody, but people do care. And he has the same clients for like 10 years at this point. (laughs) It's epic. It is so, so, so amazing. And so when we talk about client retention, the more your client learns and they grow with you, the more they will stay with you. Another recommendation that you guys can can take or leave, whatever you want, in terms of increasing client retention and um, in terms of really being an effective and confident coach is look at your client as a struggling human. Don't judge them. Don't say like, oh, like what? Obviously, I don't. I don't think anybody would say this, but these thoughts definitely surfaced in my head when I was a fitness coach and when I was a personal trainer. Like, what happened? Like, you said you were so motivated, and now you're not doing the things. Like, just wake up and do the things. Like, you have a choice. Just do it. And, like, yes, I actually really live by that, and I actually really live and breathe that, but that's me. That's not everybody else. I am someone who, in some ways, it's very beneficial. In other ways, it's very harmful, um, who just, like, pushes down shit and just plows through and does all of the things regardless of how I'm feeling. And that's something I'm actually like working to restructure. And I've actually had really a lot of success around that, but we can't just push it down. That doesn't work long-term, but look at your client as a struggling human and help them through those struggles. Help them understand their judgments, help them understand why they're not showing up, what's going on in their life. Assess them as a whole human Because you just working with them, that's not the only thing that they're doing. They have a job, they have kids, they have a husband, they have a wife, they're going on vacation, they just got a new house, they're moving, corona, Black Lives Matter movement, all of these emotions, friends are struggling, someone died, like so many things happen in our life. And we have to acknowledge that. 
And so when we can acknowledge that, then we can be proud of the effort that we're putting in. Then we can be proud and move forward rather than staying in that negative cycle and like, oh, I'm just not motivated. That like abstract concept that everyone keeps going back to like, oh, I'm not motivated. Oh, this is not for me. Oh, this is too hard, right? If you're somebody right now, and you know, if you've ever worked with me in any capacity that when you tell me that, hey, this is really hard. I don't know if entrepreneurship is for me, or this is really hard. I keep struggling to show up, or this is really hard. I didn't get anyone to my launch or whatever it is. I didn't reach my goal. I, I literally ask, not in a mean way, not in a condescending way, but did you think that this was not going to be hard? Meaning what expectations did you put on yourself? That you were going to hire a coach and that everything was going to be solved and that there were going to be no more problems and that everything was going to go flawlessly. And that's where I invite my struggles in business into the world and into um, something that like I'm saying, for example, like for this quarter, it's a 100K quarter. Um, I have one month left or 21 days. Um, and I have to make up, I get to make up a lot of income from the first month because the first month I did not hit the 33K month that I was planning. And so when I say consistent 30K months, it means that it's averaged over the quarter for me. And so, yes, I didn't hit the goal in the beginning of the quarter and now I get to make it up right now, which is perfectly fine. Right, and I was a little bit short last month too, which is perfectly fine. So a few thousand dollars here, a few thousand dollars here adds up. So I was initially planning for this one to actually be a 40k month. So now it's a little bit higher, 60k month, which is fine. That doesn't mean I'm bad. That doesn't mean I suck at entrepreneurship. That doesn't mean I'm not a good business coach. It just means that every business coach struggles with the same thing that we help you with. And if you are going into coaching with your clients that, hey, everything's going to be fixed. You're going to feel amazing. Nothing's going to be wrong. You're not going to struggle. Let's just focus on all of the wins. You're lying. <laughs> if you are following a business coach who doesn't talk about their struggles, I believe that that is really fucking wrong. We get emotional. Today, I remember texting my mom like, mom, all I want to do is is lay on my floor because I don't have any, <laughs> I have just a, a blow up mattress. That's literally all I have. And like a stool in my, in my new house. Um, I was just like, I just want to lay on the floor and drink wine today. I don't want to work. <laughs> and that's like, never really happened to me before. Like I do want to work. And I was just like, Oh, I really would just rather drink wine, which is fine. Right. So I'm not going to lie to you and say that every single day, everything feels amazing. And that I always hit my income goals and that I always, that everything goes perfectly. I just don't focus on it. So if you ever coach with me, we will talk about the struggles. And I encourage you to do that with your clients because the more you talk about the struggles, the more they will keep coming back and come to you because they feel safe. And they can talk to you about their struggles. They can talk to you about the things that they that they really need. And then you can also develop more products to help them. And it's good market research and it's good feedback of what you get to include in your programs. So talk about the struggles. And when you advertise your clients and their wins, don't make it seem like it was some like easy as fuck thing. Like 
yes, when you're in alignment with your mission, your message, your truth, and you're owning your power, you're really stepping up, you believe in yourself, you have a coach, you have all the tools, like things go easier. That doesn't mean it's easy, like it doesn't take effort. It's just easy because you're deciding to focus on the positive things. And because you're in alignment, doing the actions is easy. Like me coaching on this podcast is really easy. Do I still have a lot of things that I need to do today? Yes. Am I going to do them? Probably not after this because I want to go and eat. But that's besides the point, right? I mean, I'm a normal human. (laughs) And I encourage you, when you talk about connection or connecting to your ideal client, when you talk about just getting paid to be you, like be you, literally be you, say what's on your brain and speak it. Because when you say what's on your brain and you speak it, obviously with some thought, there always should be thought behind what we, what we say, um, you're going to resonate out there with somebody. Other business coaches might be listening to this and be like, oh my goodness, I would never talk about that. Beautiful. That's not my people. I've been coaching for a very, very long time. I've been training for a very long time, nutrition counseling for a very long time. And it's important to treat people like they are struggling humans or humans in general, <laughs> not some perfect robot. Really, really important. Um, something I don't recommend to do as a coach, looking to really have a high retention rate, looking to really be confident and effective is do not over deliver. I see so many people talk about how they're going to over deliver over-deliver and I'm going to give you this and I'm going to give you that and then you're going to get this and I'm going to be there every step of the way. You get massive accountability. You get me seven days a week and I'll look at your food and I'll do this and I'll do that and we're going to do this and it's going to be epic. It's like just saying that to prove the value. Again, I think I talked about this in my last podcast on sales. Um, We price our programs for the energy that it takes us to show up and for our client to show up. And that increases as you grow your business because you don't have as much time and you're in higher demand, right? So it's really, really important to not over-deliver and not promise all of these things to over-deliver. You're going to fucking burn out. And I struggled with this when I was switching over officially to business coaching back in January And I had a lot of one-on-one clients for health. I had a lot of one-on-one clients for business coaching. I was building out Rise and Thrive. I was filming all the modules. So much was happening. It was New Year's. It was Christmas. And like I reached massive burnout. I gained a bunch of weight. I wasn't walking. I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't working out. I wasn't going to yoga. I wasn't eating. I was starving myself the whole day. I was binging in the evening. Like I just reached massive burnout because I wanted to really, really over deliver to my clients. And also I took way too much shit on, but that's where increasing your price comes in because I can't show up powerfully on here, impact you guys for free, impact my clients the way that they need to be impacted if I burn out. So don't promise to over-deliver to your clients. Deliver what you need to deliver to get them their results. They are responsible for their results. And if a client's not willing to meet you halfway and not willing to look at you as like just a human who, yes, a Voxer might go missed or, you know, the thing in your inbox that they wanted you to review might take an extra day even though you have 24 hours as a rule, like you are only human, And so while even I'm saying that, like it kind of is just like, uh, I shouldn't be saying that, but that is the truth. I am not perfect. And my clients know that my clients don't expect me to be. And when clients expect you to be perfect, that's when they put their results on you. And that's when they're not taking responsibility and they don't get the results. 
right? So everybody's responsible for their own results and you are responsible for coaching, guiding, and supporting and helping them grow, giving them a fresh eye on their things, on their struggles, right? Helping them, guiding them, giving them your knowledge. You don't know everything. You do not know everything. You know, if a client comes to me and for some reason they're struggling with something and I can't help them with it, I'll go to my mentors and I will learn and I will ask, and I will say, hey, do you think I'm missing anything? Or, hey, I have this client and this and this is her question. Like, what do you recommend? And then we'll talk about it. Most of the time, they just recommend the same thing that I do because they don't know either because it's up to the client to really learn and implement and impact themselves and reflect and change, right? That what works for one person doesn't work for everybody else. Just like this whole Facebook and Instagram ad thing. You talk to marketers and people who actually run them. They're like, oh no, that's the only way to do this. I remember one of my friends here in Texas, he does Facebook and marketing ads. And he's like, oh, I can run them for you. Like I'll do it no charge, all of these things. And I was like, I don't need that. (laughs) He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I just don't, I don't need that. Like, I don't, I don't focus on that. Like I don't, my, my, my small following really, really works well. Like, I don't really want to waste any energy on that. Like, I want to focus on other things and organic growth first. And he's like, why? And it's just like, because that's what works. That's what works for me. And I don't believe in Facebook and Instagram ads. Will I ever use them? Maybe. I'm looking to possibly use them for a freebie that I'm developing. But also, I can just really, really work to get, I don't know, my 3,000 followers at this point on my email list and grow my following organically. Not that hard, right? So I don't look for these like magic answers. I just do the things that work and I stay committed to the things that work. And if they don't work, I ask myself why rather than like, Ooh, what's the next answer? If you don't know why something didn't work and you don't fix it, the next answer, the next ad, the next, um, tactic is not going to work either. If you cannot go back and see why did that not work? Right? So do not over delivered to your clients and do not flood them with like, oh, let's try this and oh, let's try that and let's try that. You know the answer. You know the answer and your client does too. Coach them, work with them to find that answer. Okay. That brings me to my next point is do not micromanage them. Do not micromanage them. Do not follow up with them every day. Do not email them. Hey, did you send me this yet? Like it's up to them to do the things. It's up to them to ask you. It's up to them to follow up with you. It's not up to you to micromanage them just so that they get results and so they stay with you. Again, their <coughs> excuse me, their results are their own to get. And they get to come to you. I even had a client today. Uh, I kind of talk about her a lot in this podcast and I know she's listening, so hello. Um, But she told me, she's like, hey, I realized that I wasn't using Voxer as much because I've had other coaches who really like just seemed really busy and who really um, didn't get back to me. They would lose things and all of those things. And she's like, I'm not blaming them. Like, I understand that things get tough. Um, But with you, I really feel like I benefit a lot from when we talk on Voxer and like, Yes, you might take a few hours to get back to me or a day to get back to me, um, maybe once or twice a little bit more. But like overall, I really get a lot out of this. And so I'm really actually going to take some more time to talk to, to you on, on all my topics, on things that are going in my head. And I was like, listen, like I've been to that point of burnout, just like I explained before. Um, I've been at that point of burnout. So I understand where they're, where they're coming from, where your business is growing way quicker than you have the capacity to do. When uh, it's growing way quicker than your team, 
you know, when you just don't have the energy to take everything on and you took on too many clients to reach an income goal or because you thought you could handle it and now you realize, oh, fuck, I can't handle that. So I understand that, but it's up to her to notice these things and come to me and talk to me about them, right? Same thing in my Rise and Thrive group coaching program. I'm not going to say like, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? If you're saying, oh, I didn't get these results and I don't know what I'm doing. I will say, hey, did you get to that module yet? Because the module is a part of the program and you need to do the module in order to know. Or, hey, what did you do with the um, information we did last week? Right. But it's not an effort to like push you off. It's an effort to ask you. Even with my spiritual coach, I was just like, oh, my goodness, I feel this and I feel that. She's like, hey, so how often are you implementing the new techniques that we talked about? And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't really do them. Right? I'm not blaming her, like, oh, get me better results. I'm blaming me. Oh, shit, I should have fucking done the things. So that's up to your client to realize. It's not up to you to micromanage. If you feed into micromanaging them, they will not take responsibility. They will not take responsibility. Right? Even in the last Rise and Thrive group coaching program, I think after the first month, everybody was just like really not doing the things. And it was like a collective thing. So I took a few sessions and I stepped back and I said, hey, what is going on with everyone? Where can I support you better in a different way? What do you guys need from me? Let's take a step back from learning this next topic and let's dive into what you're struggling with. Let's come out with it. And they were, it was a lot of mindset struggles. So now I know for the next Rise and Thrive to make active coaching modules on the mindset versus just doing it through Slack or just doing it through our office hours and just doing it through the calls, like actually make more mindset modules. So that's a note that I have in my book to do before we start the next one, right? So I'm not going to micromanage. I'm just going to learn and, and add and make it better in some way, more effective, right? So do not micromanage them and do not over deliver. It's up to them to talk about what they need and come to you. And if client isn't doing that, you might, you get to take a step back and say, Hey, what's going on? Why are you overwhelmed? Why aren't you doing the things? What's going on in your life? Where can I support you? And then they'll be like, Oh my goodness, thank you so much because I feel like I've failed everything. And then they might start crying and that's fine right? My last Rise and Thrive group coaching program went through this through fucking COVID. Like, holy shit, there were so many emotions coming up and it was just insane. And starting a business is not easy and continuing a business isn't easy, right? Um, A few last notes that I want to go over is make sure you set the intention of every call. Every call. Say, this is my intention for today, Martha. Like, This is what I want to cover, but first I want to go over your struggles. First, I want to go over your successes from this week. And then if we have to switch the intention, we can. But this is what I'm coming prepared to the call talking about. Um, And then we can go from there. You know, with every client, we get to... Okay, let me put this into perspective. As your business coach, it is my job to hold space for your vision. It is my job to really understand where you are lacking, what skills you need to learn or you get to learn in order to get to the next level, to get to that end goal and to really help you help guide you through all the struggles, the negative down, downward spirals, all the things, right? And it's my job to really notice your, um, give you the tools to know all, know the things that you need to know and, um, notice your speech and constantly re reflect, right? If you're listening to me, you know, that's a huge part of my brand self-reflection. So, 
I can set the intention and I have a general map out of what we're going to talk about on calls and where I want to take the client. But it might shift if a client wants something else or needs something else. I've also learned that if a client has something in their head, like ads, there is no way of really talking them out of it. They, the thing isn't the ads that's going to fix the problem. Like I said before, they need to really go back and learn and implement the strategies that we've done in terms of reflection and connection and learning and confidence, sales, et cetera, et cetera, in order to... Um, fix the problem that they perceive as a problem. Um, They just are searching for the next thing. Oh, I've tried all those things. Let me go try something else, right? And so I have also learned that once a client kind of gets that into their head, it is really difficult for me to pull them out of it. Even though every expert that I've ever worked with, multiple seven-figure business coaches, um, say unless a client is at a certain point, do not use ads because it's going to be very, very difficult for that ad to convert. And you get to wait like three to six months for the ad to actually give you any um, money back, honestly. And so do you want to wait another six months or do you want to try the stuff that's actually going to work is my question, right? So once a client gets into their head, that's it. But it's my job (laughs) to hold space and guide you. And if somebody's really intent on doing ads, I can help them outsource it and find someone and I can build out the back end funnels with them and stuff like that. But besides the point, it's our job to set the intention and know the steps to get them there and learn as we go along as well. Learn every client, we learn something different. And when we reassess goals, okay, you hit that goal or you didn't hit that goal. Why or why not? We can always shift. We can always move forward. We can always um, reflect and see why it worked. Why didn't it work? And then we can shift, right? Um, It's not up to us to just like hop on the call and be like, okay, what do you need? Most of the time, the client doesn't know what they need until they've been coaching with you for a few months or even a few sessions. Like then they can be like, okay, I get this style, right? And it's really, really, really important to stay calm and in control of any and all calls and conversations and sessions you have, whether it's sales, whether it's an actual client, um, whatever the case is. If you meet their anxiety about not meeting their goal or about struggling with more anxiety and like, okay, let's try this and let's try that, which I totally have done and it doesn't work. Um, The client just feels like a failure and they they need to be led and guided, not like you you can't be there with them. You get to be a few steps ahead of them and, and you get to theoretically meet them where they're at. But if they're very anxious, like it's your job to lead. It's your job to get them to a calm place and really un- un- discover like what's going on, what's going on underneath the struggles. Um, so make sure you stay calm. And the more calm you are, the more calm the client will be and the more safe they will feel to move forward. The more safe they will feel, the more safe they will feel to really the more safety they will feel rather. I knew that sentence sounded weird. The more safety they will feel around the conversations and around staying with you, right? If somebody can open up to you, they will way more likely resign with you than if you just focus on the strategy, especially in health, especially in fitness, especially in any sort of life coaching or mindset area, right? Um, And last but not least, I've gone over this a few times before, but make sure you do not take ownership of your client's results. If your client does not feel powerful in your client coaching relationship, like, yes, you are the leader. Yes, you are the coach. Yes, you are the expert. And they are an equal. They are an equal and they're responsible for the results. If they don't feel that, then they will not resign with you. 
trying to like not teach people the things because you want them to resign with you and you feel like if they know the things they're not going to resign is an awful client coach relationship and I don't recommend to do that so make sure you attach yourself to your results your results you are responsible for your results and learning and reflecting on each session. Okay, how did that go? Why did it work? Why didn't it work? One of the main things that I've realized as a business coach, especially this year as I've been doing a lot of spiritual work, is that the clients who really, really understand what it means to have all of the tools inside of them and can really talk themselves through any struggle are the ones who really succeeded. Granted, having me there to bounce ideas off of and pricing and strategies and planning keeps focus and gives insight. However, when the client really is able to be like, hey, Johnny, I have this question. Oh, and there's my answer. And oh, there's my answer. I'd still like your feedback, but like, I kind of just talked myself through it. Amazing. Those are the clients that get epic results. And as a business coach, as a business owner, it's so important to have self-reflection. Self-reflection is key for success and is key for your client's success as well. Again, you set those boundaries. You are responsible for your results and I am responsible for being your coach, for guiding you, for learning, for consistently up-leveling, for consistently um, doing the work internally and externally to become the best human that I can and a higher version of myself. And as I grow, you grow. And so when you grow as a human, your business grows, your clients grow, your coaching style grows, and it is so, so, so beautiful. So when we talk about client retention, it's so important for you to continue growing and for you to continue learning and doing all of the work, right? Okay, now we're at 8%. It was kind of a little bit longer than I had wanted. I think we're like verging on 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. Um, yeah, please tag me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Agresta. Let me know what you thought of this. Let me know if it helped you, your biggest takeaway. I will talk to you lovely humans later, and I hope you have an epic day.